Hello and welcome to another Investors Chronicle session of Boardroom Talk. My name's Jonas Crosland and I cover all things property related. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Tristan Chappell, who's Director of Phoenix Asset Management and Aurora Investment Trust. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you. Now, house builders aren't as cheap as they were in the uh, years after the financial crash, but do you still see plenty of value there? Yeah, they're very cheap. So we've got 15% of our portfolio in-house builders. We own Barrett, Bellway and Redrow. We have recently uh, reduced that weight down from 30, which was unusually very high. Um, But it's important to understand why we had 30 and why we today have 15. So going into the Brexit vote, we held cash and had um, 17 or 18% of the portfolio in-house builders. They became incredibly cheap post-Brexit and were down 35, 40%. And so we were able to add very significantly to the holding at at a very, very low level. And what we then had is is very strong share price performance from this from the, those shares that we bought um, post Brexit, and and that left us with a thirty percent weight, which is absolutely extraordinary. And so we we've effectively taken that Brexit money um, that we added off the table, um, and it's left us with a a fifteen percent weight in a sector that we think is extremely attractive. It's not the reduction in weight doesn't change the view that house builders are extremely attractive investments at the moment. It's just realizing that that Brexit window was extraordinary, and we've taken some of that money off the table. Is it the case that the government might be looking more towards construction in the private rental sector to address the housing shortage rather than the traditional house builders selling more homes? I think since 2008, the momentum politically has been hugely positive in favour of increasing private house building. But I think it is fair to say that there's a just a very slight sign that the, the, the sort of mood music's changing slightly in favour of um, other tenures, so private rented or, or social, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. The house builders don't dictate the prices of the houses. If house price inflation gets near to zero, mm-hmm. how much will that s- squeeze margins as a result of cost-side inflation? So all other things being equal, the, the rates of inflation that we see in build cost it it shouldn't really affect margins at all the supply deals that house builders have very long term um, and they're able to mitigate um, inflation and have largely been doing so through cost efficiency so we don't don't see that at this stage as being a being a huge issue there seems to be some disconnect between new build and existing sales transactional volume has been falling but builders don't seem to have any problems selling new build houses no, and um, that's true. And it's so as a share of the housing market, new builds become an, in, an increasing size of it, which is an, a big advantage for them. I mean, I, I think there's a there's a few things going on. One is that the help to buy scheme has been the help to buy equity scheme has been very helpful for house builders. So it's accounted for anything between 35 and up to 50 percent of private sales. That's one thing. The other thing is there's just a preference for um, new build among among some um, house buyers. And then in certain areas, the, the stock available of secondhand housing in estate agents has got to such low levels that there often isn't an alternative and more people are forced to, to look for new build housing. The other thing, of course, is that house builders are able to cherry pick where they build and sell. So they can look at areas locally of high future demand and they can they've been buying land in those areas and that's um that's advantageous for future sales and of course i suppose if house price inflation disappeared land prices which are relatively benign at the moment they wouldn't go up at all yeah i mean that that's right so the land prices have a have a, a very direct relationship to house prices so if you if you have a, a a flat house price environment then all other things being equal you'd expect land prices to remain remain flat as well now you've been uh, monitoring work on the house builders including visiting sites and monitoring their website traffic how important do you think that is 
so the, the monitoring that we do, I mean, at Phoenix is absolutely key to our investment process. We only buy things which are transparent, and transparent for us means the ability to go and kick the tires of a business. So with um, house builders, that means we can test the, the product quality by visiting house, house building sites. We can look at the quality of their service um, compared to their competitors. But most importantly, um, at the moment, what we're doing is um, visiting sites and then revisiting um, a few months later to try and understand the impact of increased competition. So since 2008, house building um, volumes have doubled. So there's been strong growth. And they're now growing into areas where they're starting to compete more directly with each other. And at the moment, it appears that the the market's able to sustain that and they're reporting very strong trading. But the, the ability to go out there and to see this firsthand and to understand that the land that they're buying is still generating a, a decent return um, is, is really important. Now, we've, uh, we've seen house price inflation fall. Do you, what, how do you rate the chances of there being a significant correction, downward correction? So it's always a, a possibility that we, we get a house price crash. But the, the important thing to say is we, we don't spend much time crystal ball gazing and we don't particularly fear a house price fall in terms of the damage it would do to the fundamentals of the business. So if you had house prices falling, you would undoubtedly get um, some nasty share price reactions. But the really important thing, and this is a key aspect of the investment case, I think, for house builders, is that when house prices fall, land prices fall by a compensating amount. Not in the year that you get the house price falls. Well, the, the land price falls in the year you get the house price falls, but it shows up as a benefit to house builders in the accounts three years later when they're able to build and sell on the cheap land that they acquired. So nasty in the short term, uh, certainly looks nasty, but that's actually a uh, an illusion created by an accounting rule. So that relationship's very, very important and protects the long-term cash profitability of house builders um, through a cycle. If shares really fell back sharply that would be a reasonable buying opportunity absolutely i mean it's been it's been key through the we've we've owned house builders for not far off 20 years and um the opportunities are always at their best when house prices fall and people overestimate the impact that that has on the long-term value um, of these companies last time the uh, the house builders were really hit badly do you think they've learned their lesson this time because last time they, they were heavily indebted so i think they've been far more conservative with their cash management um, balance sheet since since the downturn. That's certainly true. So they're in a much stronger position today. But it's worth bearing in mind that if there was to be a, a sharp downturn, then they could make their balance sheets even more attractive. So if, uh, if we had a, a nasty period in the housing market, one thing a house builder can do is to just stop buying land. So if you take the example of Barrett Developments, they spend a billion pounds a year on land and they have four and a half years of land on their balance sheet. So if you just stop turn the tap off and you don't spend a billion pounds in a year in 12 months time you've got a billion pounds more cash than you had at the start of the year so they're incredibly cash generative and that's a real asset to those businesses at times when you you could do with um, shoring up the balance sheet and that's essentially how they survived in 2008 2009 because they just stopped buying land finally at the bottom line we all agree on is that we need more homes if prs attracts the funds what about the skilled labour? Where's that going to come from? That, that's, a, that's a really good question. So the, the house builders have great relationships with the, the skilled labour that they need, but it's been undoubtedly the biggest constraint on them growing f- even faster than they have done. I mean, the most high-profile case of that has been Bovis, which, which pushed too hard and ran into problems. But it's, it's all very well for, for the government to have ambitions to, to, to radically increase house building by 
incentivizing other tenures such as private rented housing but the fact is that, that the labor in many cases just just isn't there um, and so I, I don't i don't have the answer other than to say at the moment house builders seem to be using all the labor that they can and i'm not sure if you then want to expand with great growth in prs where that comes from tristan thanks for coming along today James.